Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. <laughs> are you a, are you a former ghost of your former ghost self at this I'm, point of the week? I'm a husk of a ghost. You're a husk of a ghost. You're yeah. are you empty on the inside? No, I had some. I had an egg. <laughs> So, so I'm you not got an egg in you. I got At an least egg one. and a piece of toast. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm glad that you survived your flu or whatever. Whatever. Mystery. Uh, nightmare. I'll yeah. talk about it. I'll talk about it. I'll get into it. All right. Let's save it for the, let's save it for the guest. Speaking yeah. of guests, it's their first time here, but they're a friend of the podcast already. <laughs> Comedian, filmmaker, Jackie Hoffert. Hi. Hi, how are you? Bienvenue. Hi. Bienvenue, Um, I really wanted to say you had like an In-N-Out Burger experience, which is, I had an, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ate In-N-Out Burger, I got violently ill. Oh. Um, so to me, it just goes with the name now whenever yeah. I think of oh someone gosh. being sick. What a way to remember it. In-N-Out, super quick. Um, I think it was just your body rejecting the weird, like, evangelical ties that that place has. You're just like, I refuse to accept this into my body. Spiritually yeah. denied. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because the night before that I had this food poisoning or whatever it was, uh, I did. It was burger night. So it wasn't mm. an out burger. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Went in and went out. Yeah, it's gone now. I don't know where it is. <laughs> All about the speed. Yeah, too fast. Yeah, too um, fast. Enough about that, though. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. This is not called Stomach Nightmares. Was that a little meow? Yeah, that was my sweet cat meowing. So you've got some feline friends who might be chiming in on the podcast. There are some, some potential cameos coming our Cadios. way. Cadios. Oh, Cadios, exactly. I would subscribe to that if that were a thing like cameo but from cats that's got to be a thing oh yeah, there you go yeah. so sweet yeah she's a little peeper Aww. so do you have make... two cats two cats maybe archibald. have the names archibald that's right and, and gertrude or archie and gertie gertie and yeah they're born a few days apart they're not from the same litter oh. but they yeah they are essentially brother and sister and uh they're the best we love them of course they're, they're very cute i've followed them on instagram for a long time and never met them but i feel like i know them because of that so this is the podcast we talk about famous cats yeah we talk about instagram cats we talk about my uh stomach virus mm -hmm. or, or whatever it was uh and uh we also talk about corn a lot we do corn has become a real theme of 2022 yeah how come back to basics no no fucking clue i mean yeah. it, <laughs> the three podcast sisters. is kind of uh is its own living breathing entity yeah and we we just show up to make sure it gets out into the world we're just the yeah. guardians of the podcast we mm -hmm. like corn we lord it. it's yeah. really corn lord's podcast at this we point. capture it yeah we just we're the the shepherds of the corn Corn facilitators. Yeah. Like it or lump it, as they say, you're a shepherds of the corn. <laughs> I like <laughs> corn facilitator. That's good. Mm, that's yeah. an artist. That's like the the resume version. Corn facilitator. Yeah. yeah. That's what you put on your LinkedIn to make you, your job seem fancier. I forgot to tell you that uh, my friend Warren, past guest of the podcast, 
for Christmas got me this postcard subscription from artists. I don't know. I never know where to hold this to see. I can see it it's, now. It's a corn in a bathtub. And That's it came, it showed up right after our last very corn heavy episode. Wow. So it felt a little bit creepy. And it says corn smut on it. And uh, the corn's name is Cornelia. Cornelia. Is it, uh, and there's a story about her on the back. Scrub-a-dub-dub, one cob in the tub. Cornelia is a dirty girl, but she's, <gasps> but she still enjoys sudsing up her kernels from time to time, especially oh. getting in there behind the ears. Make sure to wash your veggies, especially with those their silks. Never mind. Um, so, anyways, it's oh, a weird shucks. corn corn smut. I love it. Yeah. What do you, What do you call it when you take the shucking? paper off the corn? Shucking, yeah. right? Oh, she loves yeah. to shuck. Right. Yeah, thank you, Jackie, for getting us over that that uh, small but mighty curb. I refuse to <laughs> step onto. <laughs> What's the joke here? I don't know. Um. Jackie, do you have any strong opinions either way on corn, pro, against? Uh, love corn. Thank <laughs> uh, God. Corn lover. Although I'm not interested in corn mazes. No, terrible idea. Yeah, I just don't like the feeling of being lost. Fair. <laughs> and trapped. Yeah. I'm never, like, I'm not into, like, escape rooms are a total nightmare for me. So I would never go near that. But consumption wise i love yeah i love a corn um my wife taught me that lots of people just slice the corn right off the cob i didn't know that that was a thing that people did yeah and so i do that now more and it gets in my teeth less but oh yeah, yeah the different experience to, though it's still very good but it's a little it's less visceral that, yeah mm-hmm. but you're correct about not getting just tons and tons of corn in your teeth and butter like all the way up to your cheeks and yeah it's good both ways. Yeah. If you're a corn, if you're into corn smut. If you're um, a smut, a smut mm, lover, what? Yeah. Mm, I don't know where this is going anymore. My, yeah, where my mind has like melted. I think having this uh, stomach ailment has made me uh, not as smart as I was before. And I mean, the brain and the stomach are connected for sure. We all know that your gut and your mental health. And I'm just like, I don't yes. know. I don't understand anything because my stomach uh, rebelled against my body <laughs> this yeah. week and uh, made us have to reschedule the podcast, which I don't I don't think I've done that very many times in the 350, 60 or so episodes that we've done. I don't think so either. I think maybe yeah. we've. It's rare. We've never, we've very rarely had to reschedule. So we apologize, Jackie, but we'll make up for it with <laughs> corn jokes. Number one, <laughs> that we can promise you. Number two, talking about your cat that's sitting behind you. That's Gertrude, right? That's Gertrude. Yeah. Gertie. Does she have a last name that's not the same as your last name? Correct. She does. She also has a middle name. Um, okay, so we're her ready. Full name, <laughs> her full name is Gertrude Frolic Lovenstuff. Oh. oh, wow. So Frolic is her foster name. Yeah, So I we figured. decided to like honor that experience <laughs> with sure. the middle name yeah. um, location. And then Lovenstuff is actually the last name of my previous cat. Oh. Um, so it's like the family name for the cats. That's sweet. Thank you. Yeah, his his name was Mr. Love and Stuff when I adopted him. And then <laughs> I thought that's awfully formal um, yeah. for every day. 
<laughs> banter. So I decided to give him a first name. And then I thought, well, since loving stuff is kind of a sentence, I would make it more of a sentence. And I called him Darren, as in like dare and love and stuff. Whoa. Wow. That's something very self-helpy. That's a, that's a poem. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Guilty as charged. But yeah, it, uh, yeah. So Darren, Dare Bear, Darren Love and Stuff, um, RIP. Sadly, he left uh, this plane many years ago, but then these guys showed up. <laughs> and so we immediately got new ones. I don't disagree with that uh, plan after grieving like a dog for 10 years or 10 years plus. And one of my like very favorite dogs uh, crossed over the bridge recently, and, and his mm. owner is looking for a puppy it's been probably two months soon and she has a lead on a puppy that's going to be born in nelson and where she got her first dog and from the same vet who just kind of scouts good upcoming puppies puppy litters so she's getting like a new hand-picked weirdo wow and uh which is great because it's a pretty it's tough to find dogs that you feel good about either buying or it's hard to adopt if you're single artist which they are so yeah congratulations i understand why it happens better now and think it's uh is is often a good idea may not be for everyone but i can appreciate it just gonna keep talking about dying animals (laughs) (laughs) we actually were lined up to get gertie to be a friend to darren but then he didn't make it uh, and then, yeah, Archibald was selected by the the hive mind of Okra as a good compliment to Gertie. Amazing. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love that. Curated cats. <laughs> exactly. Cat curator. That's that's something I would put on my resume, too. There's a job I'm considering applying for uh, this week. So can you tell I've already mentioned resumes twice? Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> I'm like, need to remember to do mine. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. So I'm just okay. going to apply it, but not talk about it. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Something about coyotes. Something about dogs. Doesn't matter. Uh-oh. Here here come the hot firemen. That's my house. That's... Oh. That's uh, the cops. Oh, not hot. Did you see that picture of Vancouver? I think it's a VPT picture of this cop taking a picture of his friend who's also a cop beside <laughs> spray painted like all cops are bastards thing <laughs> or <laughs> it's so funny anyways um speaking of funny um <laughs> i love that jackie i know this is your first time on the podcast um did you want to start us off with a retail nightmare or a dream or experience sure um i have right. an experience to share that's wonderful from my first job ever which was at dairy queen oh <gasps> Oh my gosh, a favorite of ours for different reasons. <laughs> All the people we've had on the podcast who are like alumni of Dairy Queen. It's like a, it's a cool group. Yeah, cool treats. I had a fun time working there, to be honest. And I learned almost everything I know about like cleaning from Dairy Queen. I mean, not everything, oh, wow. but like industrial level cleaning. I learned a lot from Dairy Queen, weirdly. You should visit the Dairy Queen on Robson and give them some tips. <laughs> I said it. I still eat there. You said it. You went there. <laughs> yeah. So this is more of a, yeah, like I said, it's just an experience. But um, so I was, I don't know, 16 and <laughs> it was just like a fun job. And then after work, you would go and hang out with your friends and it was just simpler time. And um, <laughs> but my favorite thing uh, when we were closing at the end of the shift would be, so the ice cream, the soft serve, I should say, um, comes from a crate 
with a giant bag of milk in it and it's filtered through a machine (laughs) it's filtered through a machine that like chills it and then the ice cream comes out the other side and at the end of the night you um you go into the room in the back and into the sort of cold fridge where the um milk crate bags are milk bag (laughs) crates are yeah unplug the hose from the milk (laughs) plug it into a, a big bucket of water yeah. and then come back around the front and put a pail underneath the machine turn it on and just wait until water comes pouring out yeah. like you're flushing the machine mm-hmm. so then at the end you have a big bucket full of like wet ice cream yeah. which you then dump into the sink and for me something that was really difficult about working in food was that you could never really touch the food like I always wanted to touch the food and you never could and then so when I would dump the slushy ice cream into the giant sink, I would plunge my hands into it, just squeeze, squeeze the ice cream really hard. And it was always cold and it was just always fun. And that's my retail experience I love that it. I really wanted to I share. I knew that you would have a fan. Yeah, that's like such a sensory experience like the squishiness and the coldness and like the forbidden (laughs) touching of the food totally after hours ice cream touching yeah Yeah, it's just like jackie's private time (laughs) i bet it does feel nice especially after like working hard and being like hot all day yeah and like why there's no harm done yeah right there's no harm done it's, it's garbage ice cream water so when you mean you want to touch the food, like when you see food, you is it like you just want to feel what it feels like or do you just want to eat it? I mean, I think it was my first job. So I was trying to be really perfect with it. I was so right. young and idealistic. I uh, just wanted to be the best dairy queener you could oh, yeah, be. You were just trying to be food safe. Yeah. The way that <laughs> so, it was worded was like it was um, like an impulse you were desperately trying to control. I mean, it was also that. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I think, too, because there was such an emphasis on presentation. Like, I, I remember quite distinctly in our training, and I think I had more training for Dairy Queen than I've had for so many jobs in my life. <laughs> but there was, there's like a three-point clock rotation for how you get the circle on the top of the ice cream. Like, you yep. have to pull the lever and then go like six, four, nine, or whatever it is. Oh, oh, wow. I've seen the, this uh, choreography before, but I've never known exactly why it was happening. Such a cute little curl. Yeah. It's written. It so, is written. I don't know if they choose, your dietary requirements still allow you to eat at Dairy Queen because your body is over 30, I'm guess, guessing. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was your favorite thing to eat there? I think I used to always get a strawberry and... Like the cookies from Cookies and Cream yeah. Blizzard, but in the, in the like kid size cup, because I was like, that's enough. Yeah. The yeah. 32 ounce Blizzard to me was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. It is so massive. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah I, liked, I liked pretty much everything. There's a few things I won't go near as a result <laughs> of that experience, though. And one is just... Um, just the general dry cone just to me it feels like there's just so much time I spent cleaning those containers that they're in that to me it just feels like sawdust and it tastes Mm. like sawdust it has almost no flavor I was thinking about that the other day when I was eating ice cream and thinking about those cones no flavor cones yeah yeah just sugar cones are good puffed up air yeah I guess I yeah I think it takes me so long to eat any sort of thing that comes in a cone that by the end it's just like fully 
wet and so oh, i don't even really that notice the individual flavor like yeah everything's dripping and i'm just trying to like race the drips so i don't like ruin my clothes so i feel like i've never actually just tasted a dry cone before oh yeah my brother and i used to put ham and cheese in them and eat them like a sandwich what, what? we only did it once but it's such an important memory to me and he does not remember doing it and it tasted so oh. good <laughs> Wow. Which kind of cheese? Which kind of ham? Like, I want more details. <laughs> well, we're a big ham family. Hamley. Montreal's big ham town. So it would have been like, I would assume sliced black forest ham from the deli. Love it. And then most likely I would say Swiss cheese, but it could have also been a craft single. Okay. I mean, we had, we had a lot of those as well. We didn't have a lot of cheese options growing up. I'm from a bland cheese eating family. Okay, Alicia, Same. you talking about that bizarre childhood snack reminded me of something yeah. that I made with a friend, not a sibling, but we did it one time only, but I think about it so much. And we just, this is my friend Dea, who was Dutch and she had a little brother named Lucas and we made him, we like put so much stuff together in a blender and then got him to drink it. No, <laughs> not like as a prank, like he wanted to. Oh, And it was good stuff. Like it was we just put like a ton of candy, uh, you know, like those uh, rockets or um, yeah, Smarties, they're called in the States, I think. Um, yeah. They're like really powdery sort of tablet style. Like we Tart, a, very tart flavored. Well, these ones were sort of the more bland ones. They were kind of just, I don't know, powdery, pastel powdery. And I think we mixed it with, did we mix it with milk? I feel like we mixed it with like milk and then maybe a fruit or something and we got them okay. to drink it. But we were just like... It was the sort of thing we probably saw it on TV or in a movie or something. And we're like, OK, you take like some of everything out of the fridge and you put it in. But then we were like, we weren't being mean. We weren't putting like pickle juice and mustard in it or whatever. But he was like, I like it. But also they were Dutch. So maybe they had like more advanced palates than me. <laughs> maybe even a higher sugar tolerance than average. Yeah. Or just like sweets mixed with other savory flavors. I don't know. Yeah, pretty good snack. I think about that all the time and I'm like, I wish I would have done that more. It sounds like a food in space. Yeah. Not one that you would bring to space, but that one's that's already waiting for you there that when you get you there. You have to have in space. Yeah. What about yeah. what about you, Jackie? Did you make anything weird like that as a youngin? As a youngin? Not really. I think we were mostly forbidden to be whimsical and yeah. playful in the kitchen, especially. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think we would have really been given license to play around in the in the in the kitchen. That's that all fair. came as an adult when I was like, oh, I can make whatever I want. Yeah, I can eat like a like a total idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had yeah, that exactly. for quite a while <laughs> when I realized you can buy the whole box of pixie sticks at the corner store. You don't just have to buy them individually. Mm -hmm. What? Okay, I'll take as much as you've got. It's still only like $5 because they're like <laughs> five cents each. It's amazing. Bad times. What about you, Alicia? Do you have any retail nightmares or? I have a, like a kind of a funny, ex I have two quick ones. Yeah. Um, my heat dome air conditioner arrived oh. on time, making it the third thing I've bought in my life from Walmart. And I wasn't sure. Usually when it says like a delivery is coming, you can give like delivery instructions. But I didn't have that option. So when the doorbell rang at the end of the day, I didn't expect, I thought it just wasn't going to happen that day. Uh, a nice, a gentleman from Canpar was already halfway up my stairs with a dolly and the air conditioning unit on it. 
before I could tell him that around the back of the building, you don't have to go up any stairs. Oh, no. Actually, he wasn't halfway up the stairs. He was, like, maybe two stairs up of the seven stairs. And I was like, oh, we could just take it around the back if you like. Or he's like, no, no, I'm already, I've already gone this far. And I'm like, but then once you get here, you then have to go down, like, 13 stairs. And I think he was just at the end of his day and didn't understand what I was saying until he really understood. And <laughs> his mind was blown because who, who knows how many times he's been to this building, never knowing there's a back entrance that's very delivery friendly. Oh. And the look on his face was just like, you've like, I just revealed the greatest secret in the world. Because he turned to me, he's like, I would love to live in a building like this, but you can never get away from the stairs. And I was like, yeah, you can. I'm trying to tell you this whole time that you've been so kindly uh, refusing help and bringing this thing into my apartment that there are no stairs around the back. You can just wheel it right in. <laughs> and he's like, you live, you don't need to go upstairs. I'm like, no. And I was like, and I have a dog. And he's like, whoa <laughs> like, he didn't know that this all of the magic of our building amazing um which is very sweet and the thing was pretty heavy for a small air conditioning unit so i really appreciated his kindness and then my other retail experience was this morning i went to home depot to exchange the orbital sander that i bought the other day for the one that i originally went there for but was from like people at home depot that work at home depot are so informed i absolutely left with a better product because my building is so old, I would need to buy two 150-foot extension cord and one 100-foot extension cord just to reach the closest outlet to the back door. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> and I didn't realize um, when I was doing the research that I did on buying the sander that if it's lithium battery powered, it doesn't come with a lithium battery. So I was like, oh, what? that's weird. The sander is like, act like this only like it's only $60. That seems so reasonable. And of course, they can go up to like about $250. And when I got to the store, I had it in my hand. And this lovely person was like, what are you thinking about there, lady? Because I'm standing <laughs> like in a daze looking at the tools. And then he explained to me, like, none of them come with batteries, and a battery is $149. Jeez. Brutal. I was like, well, I've already sunk so much money into this project, and I've yet to start. So I decide to go for a better quality sander and get the extension cord. I get one extension cord thinking one's going to be enough, then I realize I need even more. Um, but he then said, you know, there is a way to get around buying that battery. And I'm like, do tell. It's like, you can buy a drill from the same company that comes with the battery for $70. Do you need a drill? And at that time I was like, I don't really need a drill. And I felt like that's just the, it's such a weird thing that to buy the battery costs twice as much as it costs to buy a drill with the battery. Anyways, in the end, the battery powered one is the only thing that's going to work for me. So I returned it and got the fucking drill and the sander today. And when I took it to the cash, the person that helped me, I asked them how their day was going. And they said, ah, <laughs> something like that. And I said, is it the people or is it the place? And she said, it's both. And I just remember, like, it sucks so hard when, like, everything's going wrong. And then you get, like, a shitty person. And at the same time, um, great service. And they gave me the price on the Home Depot website is cheaper than in the store. And they will just adjust the price at the cash. So I did not have to pay as much as I thought, which was great. And now the battery is still not charged. It's still flashing. These fucking batteries take forever. And there's like only 40 minutes of sanding. This is going to be the last of my projects. I have a feeling I'm just going to put all this stuff on 
Facebook Marketplace to sell it. I mean, you could always, like, I have a power sander that I've had for, like, over a decade, and I've got a drill. I think a drill and a sander or something that you'll always need. Yeah. Like, it'll always be handy to have. Yeah, I'm interested in it, and I... It's just when you're starting with nothing, like I didn't realize all the things I'd need to get to have to learn these things. And I'm excited, but it also need a sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> just a full sunny day. It's too much to ask for, Alicia. <laughs> a battery and a, chun- a sunny it's like, day. It's just been uh, one of those springs here. You get a bit of sun, you get a bunch of rain. Mm. So yeah, just it's so, so awful that that's how selling stuff works sometimes. Why? Yeah. It, just sell the battery for what it's worth. Yeah. I feel like everything, I mean, I, m- most of my knowledge of power tools comes from watching commercials. Tool time. We don't quite remember how the noise goes. <laughs> it's an, a segment in and of itself. <laughs> Demonic. <laughs> But it does seem like there's been a, a shift lately to, you know, like buy this one battery and then you ha- you can power all of your tools with it, which, you know, now I understand that it means the prices of the actual thing you need are cheaper because you have to then also buy the battery. But I saw like a robot. Oh, what? Was it coming after you? <laughs> Did it look like us, but it wasn't quite like us? <laughs> Not quite. No, it was a robot. Was it? Just the face part going out. Uh, uh. <laughs> the back was all uh, AI. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I saw that movie. <laughs> I mean, I saw that. Where too. did you see this robot? It was a commercial. It was a commercial for a robot okay. lawnmower. Um, oh. So, but to me, that sounds like a Roomba, but for your lawn. And I was kind of like, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea to no. have blades cutting the grass but without someone but you can sort of play on the side like it didn't make any sense to me i mean it's not not a good idea for all the creatures in the lawn (laughs) right i just don't understand why people want things like i've gone on a real tear with the city of vancouver survey about the fenced in dog parks they're putting up all over the city because they know that people are not going to use them like four people are going to use those and then everyone else is going to go to douglas park so their dogs can be truly free but it's like, if you don't want a dog, don't get a dog. Like, they don't have to go to the dog park. They can go for walks. And it's like, if you don't want to mow your lawn, there's other options. You don't Better have to options. buy this thing. Yeah. That's very scary. I thought it was frightening. I was like, I don't Why like do we this want feature. these things if they're so hard to take care of? Well, I think the problem is why have a lawn? Like, they're so... Yeah, exactly. They're so... Wasteful. Uh, Sorry, Dad, about this segment. Just skip ahead. (laughs) They're just like such a Victorian concept of having like this perfectly manicured, non-native plant covering this whole area. Then there's nothing that pollinators can pollinate or there's no places where sort of anything can live except for like ants. But then people get like mad if if anything does live there. And you're just like, what the hell are you going for here? (laughs) Like, it's not. It's so weird. It's like the dandelion thing. Like they spray dandelions, which are food. Yeah. And they have, they do provide like tonic benefits for people as well. They're nice to look at. I like them. There's nothing wrong with them, but we just destroyed them. Yeah. We're bad. Um, 
Us three specifically. Yeah. We, I mean, we did that decision. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We're the decision misi- doers. Decision dakers. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of anything other than a lawn, a garden, anything. It's great. But also like, you know, when you see someone sitting on their front lawn and you're just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what are these anarchists? Like they're... T- Instead of sitting in the back, you mean? Well, you know, like where I live... There's no backyards at all. It's just front lawns. And so like throughout the pandemic, people have been obviously using outdoor space more, but it's still, it's like, you know, I don't actually believe this, but this is, you know, it's just so unusual that it feels so strange. Like I used to put a blanket out on my front lawn and sit on it and it felt weird. Like, cause everyone's just sort of looking at you being like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just like reading a book outside. Yeah. And getting some sunlight. Leisure. Yeah. Trying to Leisure. relax, but feeling weird and then giving up. <laughs> in one of my apartments, my landlords were very nice people and the backyard was theirs, but they're like, you can have the front yard. And I was like, cool, thank you. And it did very much feel like that. Like if they came home, I would just get so stiff, like sitting out there like, hi. <laughs> yeah, you just feel like you're on display. Yeah. Well, we don't have and we don't own anything. It's weird, like to try and find spaces too. I remember feeling really jealous of people with lawns in the early pandemic times yeah just like any green space at all i was just like yeah i live in an apartment building and we have a rooftop balcony which is very nice and like a cool thing to have but uh, it's not quite the same as like earth you know yeah green dirt yeah you just want to roll around in some dirt you just want to squish your hands through it like the wet ice cream (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly yeah (laughs) i actually did like roll around like meet friends in parks and like roll around in the grass sometimes just to be why not just to be alive yeah a little bit there's a green space in the back of my building and the first summer we sort of shared it in shifts and last summer people seemed to have found better things to do than I did and so I felt like the backyard became mostly mine but when I'm out there I'm always if neighbors come by in conversation and what people don't know about me is that I may be good at talking to people but I don't want to (laughs) (laughs) and then like my sense of like all the things that go on in my brain I like become like a problem solver and like a mini counselor and but really I just wanted to look at pictures of like other people's houses on the internet while I was out there well Hank chewed a bone but so I'm thinking I need to find like a new space yeah (laughs) not in my yard and I want to talk to people I actually really like it's it's absolutely more about me than them just like want to be outside but quiet. I feel the same way about my neighbors. Like, I know them. Like, we know each other. We're friendly. But when I'm just trying to chill, like, I don't really want to... You know what I mean? It's always like yeah. a big wheel of fortune. Like, you never know what kind of conversation you're going to get. I always yeah. want to lose a turn and go back to my apartment. Huh. I've lived in my place for 11 or 12 years. I forget. And I've never had a conversation with a neighbor, really. I feel like maybe like two times. And it was just when I was washing my car all day. (laughs) Everyone was like, you're still washing your car. And I was like, it's really dirty. (laughs) Do you have in-suite laundry? No, but I just uh, always start my laundry after 10 p.m. So I don't run into anyone. That's great. We recently had to like put up like very firm rules about when you when you could and couldn't use the laundry because... It really like impacts the neighbors around mm-hmm. it. And I just really felt like a real retail memory. Like I have been writing notes my entire life 
and like writing a note like that felt very much like a retail manager like this is when this has to be done and this is why it can't be done so stop doing it okay Mm. (laughs) our building is pretty great because the laundry's like in the basement and there's no units near it so like I remember when I moved in and I asked like oh is there a specific time that we can or can't do laundry my building manager looked at me like what's wrong with you? Like, she's like, yeah, you can do it whenever you want. And I was like, okay, sorry for trying to be considerate. That's usually something a building manager would say in a normal tone of voice, but yeah. I think we've, I don't we've have, got, the, got their number. Yeah, I don't have a normal building manager. 666. <laughs> uh, I don't have any retail uh, dreams or nightmares this week, but I do have a stomach nightmare. Well, it's from something you ate. So, I mean, it's a little bit far down the path, but we've gone further. That's true. So did it happen after you ate your burger? Well, here's the thing. I don't know. I know a lot about foodborne illnesses, so I'm very excited to I don't know what happened because Jay and I, we were having a good night. We watched a couple movies. Oh, wow. Both great. I was feeling good. We went to bed. I was feeling good. No problems. And then I was like having actual nightmares I think that my stomach hurt and then I was like oh no this is real my stomach really does hurt and so like I woke up in the middle of the night for me which is 7 a.m and uh yeah I thought I was gonna like faint I was so nauseous and then I just had to be like don't hit your head don't hit your head because like how weird would it be for Jay to have to wake up and me to be like I need to go to the hospital (laughs) yeah and then I that happened again. I was obviously sick. And then that happened again, like three more times at like 10 and then one. And I was just like, what, why, what, what, what happened? And Jay and I ate all the same foods and he was fine. Doesn't matter. I know. So weird. It can just be one evil particle. Yeah. It could be like, it's like we've, I've known so many people who've been in the same house with people who've had the flu or COVID and not gotten it. Yeah. And food poisoning, eating, eating the same meal. Yeah. It doesn't make it any... It's good that you both didn't have it because your place... I mean, it's both great that Jaden did so <laughs> for all the reasons, but also, oh my gosh, like, it just one bathroom. Yeah. I mean, I was actually considering, like, when I was like, okay, the nausea has passed. Time to go lay down and try and sleep again and I went to the couch instead of the bed but I did the second time I had the thought like should I just bring a bunch of blankets and pillows to the bathtub and sleep in the bathtub so I'm like close so sick, close to to- toilet my my new best friend toilet I'm glad you dreamt about it though that's a nice little help yeah. a little assist from your body well I think I yeah he's giving you a heads up in my like half awake state I was like tossing and turning and feeling nauseous and you know that like oh I'll just like mind over matter like I'll just I'll be okay and then I remember like I like lifted my underwear waistband up so it wasn't touching my stomach because I was like this is so painful and then I was like okay this is like this is not a normal thing time like that's not normally how I feel and that's what made me be like okay I have to get up but it uh Mm. was very annoying because I had so many things like recording podcasts and recording vocals for our album and then everything has now been pushed it's like it's a mystery it's a mystery we'll never know at least you're better getting there one applesauce at a time oh yum I love sick food like plain things see ice cream cone a ham. Yeah. Sometimes it takes like a week or so to really feel like you can get back to life. I highly recommend electrolytes. Oh, yeah. Just a salt I also, <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, just a big salt lick, Jessica. Yeah. Um, actually, putting a little bit of sea salt in your water is not a terrible idea. Poor man's electrolyte pack. Yeah, or just go drink some of the ocean. Nope. Yeah. That's, <laughs> wait, did you drink ocean before, again? <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm. Every time we have a burger, we go down to the seaside and I dip it in brine. Oh, well, yeah, to help you at like a hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Yeah. Soften it up, and then I just place the burger in my throat and push down the muscles on the outside of my neck. It's just, okay. Yes. This totally reminds me of the segment that I think we're going to do, which is about fancy Ooh. animals. Ooh. Yeah. Let's do it. What is the fanciest animal? I was recently in Florida. What? Oh, wow. And um, I was there for a wedding, but it's also the place where my wife is born. So there was a lot of like cool driving around seeing stuff. Yeah. And I saw pelicans, many pelicans. Amazing. Which was like a little dinosaur experience. But we did see one dive into the ocean, gulp up a whole fish, like its whole gullet. That's what it's called, right? The gullet? Like, or the. I think so, yeah. Mouth. Oh, maybe Pocket. the gullet is this part. The flap. The Yeah, the like Pouch. jaw hanging. Let's just wait for some, a man on the internet to correct us. Let's say it's the gullet. <laughs> Can't wait. Comment's already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we saw, we saw that happen. A pelican ate a fish, and it was just very beautiful. And I appreciated it. And um, I thought that was kind of cool. That's not actually the fancy animal. The fancy animal, it's maybe boring, but I don't know. I saw flamingos. I didn't realize they actually oh, flew. Yeah. yeah. I kind of thought they were just standing there all the time. <laughs> it's because I only know flamingos from like lawn ornaments obviously yeah. but yeah flying and like you know it's like pink yeah. flying through the air <laughs> it was so pretty <laughs> kind of blew me away yeah those are both amazing and so would you want to kiss either of those animals sorry to launch us into a segment within a segment If you could kiss an animal, which animal would you kiss? Please don't apologize. <laughs> of the birds that I'm attracted to in that way, um, I would... It's platonic. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that I would wish to kiss. I would sooner kiss a crow. I have really oh. warm feelings towards crows. Sure. Um, oh, here comes my cat. Come on in, Gertie. <laughs> like, here comes you the cat. Talk about she's birds like, in there? She's like, I want I'm the only... Cat, are we can. kissing crows? <laughs> we are. So uh, last year there was a... Um, oh, hi, Aww. Gertrude. Hi. There was a crow's nest directly outside my window. And we got to watch the whole thing happen. Like the nest being built, the eggs being laid, the Whoa. everything. Burst wow. open. So when you saw the egg like come out of the cloaca? I didn't like, see <gasps> there was no... And you're like, oh, this is so beautiful. And they're like, oh. You're like, Robin, come watch. <laughs> it's date night. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> Ooh, I missed the cloaca action. <laughs> Whoa. But um but I did see their little, you know, their little teeny beaks and Aww. you know the crows like drop the food directly into their little gullets, yeah. their little mouth holes and Intense. um it was beautiful though and I I really loved it and I totally understand now why crows dive bomb because they're just protecting their babies. Yeah. So I'm like I totally get it. I love it. I'm into it. I will stand. I will. St I defend crows. Yeah, you're a crow defender. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a crow. I'm pro crow. I hey, pro, me too. Pro quo. 
quid pro quo. Squid pro quo. Squid pro quo. Squiddy politty. Yeah, I would I would 100% kiss a crow if it let me. I would also kiss a squirrel. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because I feel like they are so cute and so... So cute. So soft. So busy. That they just need to slow down and have a little cute kiss moment. I actually think raccoons are pretty cute. Like, I'm kind of into all of the Vancouver urban yeah. garbage type animals. Yeah. Same. And obviously, I currently spend a lot of time trying to kiss my cats, which never really works properly. Oh, this oh, is Archie. Archie. <laughs> Archie. Archibald. What a that cat looks very big. He's just tall. He has long He's just strong tall. legs. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a panther. He's a good he's a fine specimen. Do you know how much that cat weighs? <laughs> it's not I'm just a lot. always curious. They're, yeah, there's I mean I think less than fifteen pounds. Yeah. He's still a big guy. Yeah. I love big cats as Maine Coons and He's truly not big though. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's just a it's just a height thing. He's tall. He's just tall. Hank is tall too for his type of dog. Oh, look at that cat. Wow. We're getting a real a real He's display. long. So, I just want to quickly say if anyone is like so frustrated right now that we're describing something that you can't see, you can go to gosh, Instagram. Beautiful. And follow both Gertrude Frolic Love and Stuff and Archibald Tonks Love and Stuff at Celebra Kitties. Yeah. Tonks and is it's such like a cute name. Brick Kitties, I think B R I. So, yeah, Celebra Kitties. Yeah. Celebra Kitties. Very adorable. Jessica, do you have a fanciest animal? Yes. And okay. I've been waiting, actually. I'm very happy, Jackie, that you chose the segment because I've been waiting to share this one for quite some time that I had a tab open with the Google search of this animal for so long that I finally was like, I need to close all my tabs. So I saved it as a bookmark. So I don't know if I'm <laughs> pronouncing this correctly. It is a fish and it's called mm -hmm. a sling jaw wrasse, oh. W-R-A-S-S-E. And this was sent to me by a listener. I'm not sure exactly which one because a lot of people sent me cute animals and it's been so long now that i've forgotten so i apologize what's cool about this fish it's uh it looks kind of just cool on its own before it does its weird thing that it does but its jaw is like hinged or i guess there's oh, like a yeah. sling so it like if there's a little fish swimming in front of it, it'll just like shoot its mouth out into like this tube and sort of grab it. And so it like shoots out way further than it looks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jackie's got a, a picture. That's not what I had, imag had imagined at all. Well, they have. To, oh, they have. I see. Sorry. The face was blending in with a set. Never mind. I <laughs> thought that that long squiggly line was just the mouth. They have. I think they have different run. colorings like the male and female the female really is uh, less colorful, but the species can extend its jaws up to 65% the length of its head, which oh, is wow. pretty amazing. And it's like something out of a sci-fi horror movie, like for sure. Like the little jaw coming out of the big jaw of the alien. It sort of seems like this. And it's just like excellent, I don't know, body horror mechanics. I'm just like, that's fancy. That's fancy as hell. I thought my jaw was complicated, but this sling jaw, ras, beautiful and confusing. Jessica, would you like to kiss that animal? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would not kiss this fish. 
Okay, who would you kiss? I'm, I mean, I'm going to just agree with all the animals that Jackie mentioned, like a crow, a squirrel. There's a pregnant squirrel that's um, coming to my balcony lately who's very, very friendly. And I'll put out peanuts and she'll eat them all. And then she'll climb up onto the railing to be like, uh, more, please. I'm a different squirrel. The one that was down there is left and I'm a new one yeah, up here. Except for the fact that she's missing like a patch of fur on her back, which makes her very identifiable. So I know it's totally her, but uh, I love it. I'll, I'll just keep putting out nuts because I'm like, you're eating for two or more. I don't know how many babies are in there, but you can tell because she's quite rotund in the middle and very visible nips. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a look. I love it. Um, so I'd definitely give her a big old kiss and I'd say pass it on to your babies when they arrive. Uh, what about you, Alicia? Who's your fanciest animal slash kiss target? I'm going to say rattlesnake for fanciest animal. Like, oh, yeah. they are, I'm not a big snake person, but Jessica has led me down the frog path and I now follow mm. at least one frog account. I find it really interesting and I find them very cute. When I didn't find them cute really before, I'd think much about them. Hmm. And then uh, somebody posted some rattlesnake pictures the other day. And I thought, wow, I forgot about rattlesnakes. I thought they would be a much bigger part of my adulthood <laughs> than they actually are. And I don't know much about them, but I forgot about them. And in the same way that I thought quicksand and lava would be big parts of my adulthood, I also thought there would be a lot more rattlesnakes in the real world. Just mm. not in, our, in my world. I've never seen one. Um, I think that we probably have rattlesnakes somewhere in this province or something similar. But that an animal has a rattle defense. It's very cool. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen a rattlesnake either, but I've been in lots of areas where there's signs everywhere that say like, caution, rattlesnakes, like keep to the sidewalks. Don't go off the path. And I'm always like, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're very, very dangerous. The reason I remembered them was because I guess there's an annual rattlesnake hunt to protect. I looked it up because I was really confused. I just don't like like seeing pictures of like hunting pictures and stuff. But I thought, why are they hunting rattlesnakes? And it's like a tradition to protect cattle. And of course, rattlesnakes don't eat cattle. <laughs> I'm sure they just bite them to protect themselves. And I'm like, what a stupid world we live in. Like, all of these, like, native animals are slaughtered to make way for these animals that are, like, helpless and docile that are also just going to be fucking slaughtered. And I'm like, Mwah. Anyways, uh, this has been uh, Alicia's <laughs> Making It Depressing, uh, episode 385. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, there's so many cool animals that I just thought would be a greater part of yeah, the world because they they featured so prominently in childhood. Yeah, like, oh, rattlesnakes, like whoa, or, or dolphins, or peacocks. <laughs> yeah, we watched so many like adventure movies as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, Lots we of as one child, we were all one yes. child, and then we became three different people. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely quicksand, quicksand, and yeah. I also just like I'm kind of pissed that I'm 35 and like I haven't found a portal to a magical fantasy world yet i'm like mm. this was promised to me in several series <laughs> like yeah. come on i'm ready for it i i'm prepared what a scam yeah take me to the elf kingdom please 
I still have memories of that movie. You might know it. Oh, I think it was called The Peanut Butter Solution. Yes. We talked about oh, it yeah. recently on the podcast. Oh, well, not okay. super recently, but with Kyle Fines, we talked about how weird the plot of that movie is. Yeah. It haunts me still, even though I don't I don't remember anything about the plot, but I, but I just think flashes. about it from time to time. Yeah. Every once in a while. Same. Yeah. yeah. It was like at such a formative time, I think. And it was probably on CBC or something <laughs> like like on repeat yeah. often. Yeah. 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 I kind of want to rewatch it because things like that where you just have like separate sort of like fragments of images. It's nice to like put it together in a narrative to be like, oh, this is why I've had this dream my whole life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. why I don't get my hair cut <laughs> more yeah. than once a year. Um, this is the root of this trauma and phobia <laughs> alicia what animal would you kiss um i would kiss Maisie, the golden doodle that i've mentioned her before on the podcast i think she's 14 and she's one of those golden doodles that's maybe like 80 pounds she's not small she's like original og two big dogs that got together made a different dog that looks like a stuffed animal but she's getting old and her walking routine has changed we used to bump into her owner walks her every morning and the owner's husband walks her every evening. So in the morning, I'd always see Maisie. And when I don't see her, I think maybe she has, she has left the world because she's that age. And every time I see her, it just like makes me so happy. And yesterday at like 5 p.m., I was sitting outside and the dad of the dog came by and she has a new haircut. And I think because she's older, they just do the most basic haircut, but they leave this beautiful horse tail. She just looks so majestic. She's so mm. big and she's so happy and she loves Hank so much. And like mm. she bends over like a giant horse to like kiss him. And, oh my gosh. and he loves her too. And she barks so loudly when she sees Hank. And the bark is like nothing I've ever heard from a, any dog before. Just like, ruff, ruff. I love her. She's the fanciest. And I got a kiss in the last time I saw her, but for sure I'm going to get one in nice. the next time. I mean, she sounds like a creature definitely from a like a fantasy world. She looks like a Muppet and she's so sweet. Yeah. And I saw her yesterday and her and it was so great to see her and just know that she's just still down the street. I love her. Good. I mean, this this sounds like we're getting into Peppo the Week territory. Yeah, but we still have to do microwave. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jackie, when was the last (laughs) time you used a microwave? time you used a microwave (laughs) so the truthful answer is probably like sometime recently at work i used the microwave yeah but i like all elder millennials do not have a microwave (laughs) and um (laughs) but when i was thinking about this segment i was thinking about um how for some reason when i moved into university in my first year i brought a microwave i was like i need to have a microwave in university and (laughs) I also had like a cocktail shaker and like a bunch of other shit that you don't need. Yeah. It's your security microwave. Exactly. <laughs> also, I had a security toaster oven and a security fridge. But anyway, I I used to make um, minute rice with cheese whiz. Oh, whoa. which is like poor man's mac. Like it it has a it has a sort of mac vibe to it, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. something you could make really quickly. And cheese whiz is obviously. A divine Delicious. sauce uh, <laughs> starter. It's an kit. acceptable sauce. Yeah, it just needs the microwave. It also makes a great. What's the salsa. recipe? Do you remember? <laughs> Honestly, 
No, but I, you know, it's just okay. like minute rice and like a tablespoon of a dollop. cheese Swiss, and then put it into the microwave for, I don't know, 30 seconds probably. And, and then you put a hose of water into it, dump it into the sink and just squish your hands through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's nice. Actually, I feel like the texture would be, I don't know. There was something about this, just the smoothness of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with rice, it wouldn't be the same. No, it would be gross. It would be too like lumpy. Did yeah. you have a roommate? No, thankfully, I was, uh, because I didn't go straight from uni- from high school to university, I managed to enter into the, I was like, oh, I'm 19, so I'm too old for a roommate. You're a mature oh, student. <laughs> I was a mature student, so luckily I was just on my own. Wow, a mature 19-year-old uh, surviving on minute rice and <laughs> cheese whiz. whiz. Wow. Yeah. Better tastes pretty good. My, uh, it reminds me of my sister. It's like one of these sayings in our family, like that my little sister used or my older sister used to say when she was little, which is like, I like the cheese without the whiz. (laughs) It's just a kid thing. But like, I think of it every time I think of cheese whiz. Yeah. It's been such a long time since I've had cheese whiz. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to just have like one cold half teaspoon of it. Right. Just write that memory. I remember it like really... Cheese Whiz and Kraft Singles, like, they really, like, stick to the roof of your mouth. Yeah, Cheese Whiz is the peanut butter of cheeses. Yeah. I feel like Cheese Whiz must be the stuff that's at the end of the little cracker. Yeah, I was going to say. Crackers and cheese. With the, yeah, it's the, really similar. The red, For sure. the red rectangle. I like those crackers that were in those containers. Yeah. Like, they didn't exist anywhere else to my knowledge. Yeah. It was weird. Good shape. Yeah, they're, they're kind of shape. like sky mm. flakes. Is that what they're called? Okay, which I've seen those in the store. Yeah, you can get in like a, a cool tin. I bought them one time and then I didn't realize they're very uh, oily, a very oily cracker. And they're like mm. extremely, I think they're like very high calorically or whatever. And so I remember being like, I'll just have a few crackers one time and being like, wow, that was like 12,000 calories or something. And I was like, that's a lot. Probably not that much. I don't remember. This was like over 10 years ago. 12,000 calories 10 years ago or today is still not a lot of calories, so you'll be okay. I used to buy a lot of things in stores just because I like the containers that they came in. And I'd be like, I'll get this and then I'll eat all the stuff. And I don't like it doesn't matter if it tastes good or not or if I, you know, and then I'll just have this cool tin. Uh, And I'm I still kind of do that sometimes. And Jay's like, am I just eating this because you want the container? And I'm like, (laughs) maybe, but also like enjoy it (laughs) yeah it's a treat i love those like danish cookie tins i just will buy anything if it's in a tin and then i have like a mountain of tins and i'm like why do i think these are so much better than any other container i definitely have a tin like i can see right now and it's full of like old id cards and like shit from my wallet my like west edmonton mall summer pass from 1993 or whatever you need that yeah cool that's what tins are for I just had a memory of being at West Edmonton Mall and in the wave pool and it being one of those like several moments in my life where I was like, oh, everything makes me seasick. Oh, no. It does not meant to have fun. Uh, And like how how exciting it was for my friend's parents to drive us there from Calgary when I was visiting. And like it wasn't what I expected because I hadn't put any thought into it, but I didn't know there was dolphins there. And there's dolphins at the time. I think not any longer, but just to skip, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, like what people find fun is like often like not exactly like I don't would never want to go to Disneyland, for example, or 
water slides. No, but you'd want to go to a uh, furniture world. Yeah, I would. I'd love, that. <laughs> I'd love to go to like the Museum of Icing. Or like, Oh, that sounds know. great. Yeah. But only if you can touch it. Oh, yeah. Should we eat Puppo of the Week? Yeah, I haven't used a microwave, so. I used a microwave to heat up my coffee yesterday, and I was really happy I had it because I always forget to drink my tea and coffee, and then I feel sad. But now that I have a microwave, I waste a lot less. It's made all your dreams come true. Kind of. Yeah. Jackie, who's your Papa of the Week? You know, maybe it feels like cheating, but I, I have to give I have to give Papa of the Week to the dual combination of my my of cats. Jessica and I. Sure, we get it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you laugh so hard you fall over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. <sighs> yeah, so Archibald is kind of like my son, and Gertie okay. is kind of like Robin's daughter. Like mm-hmm. in a way, I don't know. He just sort I of get it. He takes after me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see that. A real Brady Bunch. <laughs> and uh, he cuddles up with me on his little pizza pillow. And um, he has many nipples. I don't understand why cats have so many nipples. Cat milk. I guess because they have a lot of cats. Yeah. But um, yeah. why do the boys? Nipples on men. Right. Just for this fun. This is actually <laughs> so like tangent. I'm going to be having chest surgery this year and oh, wow with, like yeah so i'm i'm getting rid of them but you have to figure out what you want to do with your nipples yeah because they won't be there can i have them <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. who do you want to yeah. donate them to <laughs> well, <laughs> um and so yeah so whether or not you want something like nipples right. still okay in the in the new form and mm-hmm. so they can take your nipples from your previous chest and like Kind of Re- retrofit them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you can also, some people skip that and just go with tattoos, which is probably what I'll do because there's really realistic. Like get a tattooed nipple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people don't do anything at all and just go full dolphin, which I also think is cool. I think it's a sleek look. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can also get tattoos of whatever you want too. Whereas exactly. like often when you're getting chest tattoos, you have to sort of work around the nipple because it would be the most painful thing in the world. But now you're yeah. like, hey, I can do full chest. Exactly. Nothing's going to stop me now. Exactly. No restrictions other than the two giant lines. Will be yeah, there. well, there's, yeah. But that's all art needs constraints. So yeah. Also, scars are cool. It's true. Have you made Thank a decision? You. That's so huge. That's like a yeah. big, a big thing. Um, so since I've been looking into this, I've realized that People don't just get tattoos of like realistic looking nipples. They also get like I saw somebody with heart shaped. Oh, areola, that's so cool. Like fake, you know, and then I was like, ooh, what if I got like teardrops? That could kind of be fun. Oh, yeah, I like <laughs> and then that. Someone then uh, Katie Ellen Humphreys was suggested that I get um, cat noses. And I was like, I think that's taking it a bit far. My first thought was cat head. So with like little little ears coming out <laughs> of the ears. nips. That'd be cute. Yeah. So there's lots of options. I have lots to think about. But yeah, yeah. Um, sometime this year. When do you have to decide? I guess the nipple thing, you know, that you don't want mm-hmm. pretty much. But then you can just get it done when you want to if it's a tattoo, right? Exactly. Yeah. After healing's done. And stuff. Yeah. So I'll go dolphin and then figure it out. <laughs> How long is the healing I thought it would take longer, but it seems like people are like having the surgery and then like working again in three weeks. Although my current three weeks is a long time, I guess so. for just rest and recovery. But I bet it takes like probably quite a few months to kind of feel. I mean, my current on top of 
the extremely lucrative career of making Story Hive grant based films and doing comedy I also have a job as a delivery driver where I have to pick stuff up a lot like I'm carrying packages (laughs) so I might have to take a while off work my boss doesn't know yet so cross that branch well I hope they listen to the podcast and find out that way yeah that's how you tell them you just like listen to the last 20 minutes got something to tell you Uh, heart shape areolas (laughs) exactly my favorite nirvana song well congratulations thank you yeah it's exciting i feel like i'm going through like a second puberty (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah the right one thank you it's your and you get to choose when which is nice yeah sort of yeah yeah hope this one makes up for the first one thank you we'll see (laughs) we'll see i think a lot about what our little bodies go through i'm more so recently but um well, if you need uh, Hank pictures in that time, just let me know. I'd love they, that. Uh, they can be very healing, I've been told. <laughs> I'd like those on a slow I feel emotional and, ex- yeah. emotional and excited for you. Oh, I can feel a little oh, bit like so reclamped uh, for this. It. It's uh, so exciting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. it's the same with pronouns, though. I'm sort of like, uh, I... I'm confused, so I don't mind if other people are confused. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a clear picture. My friend Jay, whose pronouns are they, them, posted something today about how confusion is so good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. A lot of uh, my generation, this is the first time we've ever seen people really be able to be themselves in so many ways. So, like, every, like, couple of years, like, as things, like, change and get I'm going to put in quotations better because it's 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 simply not that simple. But, you know, I remember the first time that people came out or people were walking down the street holding hands or seeing uh, same sex really? couples kissing and like mind blown, like every time and just like, look at like how expensive our world and our hearts yeah. could be. So yeah. I'm excited. I feel I feel grateful. <laughs> I told my sister and she was um, she was sort of like can you tell me more about about this or like is there something else I should know and I was like first of all bless your heart and second of all um I don't have it all planned out but I'm grateful that at least the provincial medical system is going to cover this like it's not something that I have to pay for I mean there's costs obviously involved in not working but like you know gender affirming surgery is uh something that we can do now (laughs) yeah that's a relief to hear. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah, how I mean, I'll let you know, but I, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it seems <laughs> like it's just a referral service through either your GP or there's like this whole thing called Transcare BC where they like shepherd yeah. you through this whole experience, and they're like, it was so unusual to me to re- to like receive the services of a organization or like not business but like group who are fully aware of the barriers you're about to face at multiple steps and like are there to sort of support you through it I was kind of like I don't understand what this call is (laughs) like you want to help me you're like you want to (laughs) help me (laughs) yeah who do you work for (laughs) when anybody has like a good experience with a doctor and I'm like yeah okay well I don't understand I was like (laughs) I don't understand what this why you exist but it's obviously a lot of people's hard work yeah yeah that's that's cool i love it's funny but it's also so sad that like the feeling of like being understood and listened to and helped and supported is like what is this feeling i'm feeling it is new to me this is so great 
Well, thank you um, for sharing that with us and our listeners. Yeah. Nipple options. Yeah. I don't know what I would choose. I mean, sometimes I think about how great it would be to have smaller boobs. And yeah, like, I guess I would maybe get to choose like. It's a lot to stuff. think about. That's what, when I think of nipple play, I'm like, what would I choose for my nipples? Yeah. I think I'd want square ones. Ooh, I like yeah. that. They, they would, would look be good a cool square. spot for square. <laughs> square or triangle. Yeah. Just like. Everything's so, you know, round. It would really stand out to be like, here's some sharp corners. <laughs> Especially if they were tattooed because they would be, you know, it would be just the feeling of nothing. So yeah, flat. I yeah. can't believe yeah. how great those tattoos are. Uh, that the ones that I've seen. I mean, mine says hot dog. So try and keep up, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> just get some hot dog nips. Oh, wonderful um corn, just a, corn oh yeah corn lord corn. just one says corn the other says lord corn lord <laughs> i think i would just get the words star and then track <laughs> <laughs> or just the little like communicator yeah two badges <laughs> i just get like honey glazed Ooh. <laughs> i like this yeah, a lot of ideas. A lot of good stuff coming out of this. Most of them food. I think maybe we're hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry because I ate an entire pizza because I didn't eat breakfast properly and I didn't eat lunch properly. And then the pizza arrives and it's like, well, this is just now everything. Yeah. And it wasn't that good. And I was sad because it's from a place I really love. Oh, dear. Mm, that's that's okay. the worst. You know what? That's life, baby. <laughs> Jessica, do you want to do Papu? Sure. I have an uh, unconventional Papu. Uh, All right. My, my papa this week is a video game Ooh. that I have known about for quite a while. I think it came out a couple years ago. Again, time is wiggly. It's hard to keep track. But I know someone who worked on it. It's like one of those video games with like a small indie development team. Uh, but one of the people who did all the sort of design of like the the world like all the plants like all the drawings is uh someone i know and so i had been wanting to play this game for so long and it's a very gentle game it's called chicory um mm -hmm. and you play as a dog and when you start it asks you what your favorite food is and then that becomes your name but i didn't know that at the time so i just put in dough so i'm playing as dough <laughs> Like all lowercase, I didn't realize I needed to capitalize dough if I wanted it to be like a name. But so I'm dough and you start off and like the world is like this beautiful sort of world full of animals and every, every animal like has a name like pistachio and like it's all like food names and stuff and all the color gets stripped off of the world. And so you become like the wielder of the paintbrush and you have to like add color back to the world and help everyone and, you know, go on little quests, but it's like the gentlest game. And like one of the, one of the characters in it is depressed and there's other characters who are anxious and there's parts throughout the game where like they ask you how you're feeling and they give you like a wide range of options. And you, you know, if you're stressed out or if you're worried, you can select that and it'll like react differently that's depending beautiful. on what you input yeah and it's just such a gentle game and there's not like there's not really bad guys like there's you know you can paint in different styles different colors if you want you're not going to get penalized or rewarded any differently if you are better or worse at it and you can also do it in two player so like even though I was controlling the main character and I had a brush Jay also had a brush so we can like paint pictures together which is really fun and it was a uh, it was just like the perfect thing for when I felt so bad after having food poisoning or whatever it was. 
I was just like, I need a gentle game, just like very gentle. And the music's very good too. So I must've spent like 10 hours playing that over the past couple of days. And then I messaged my friend Madeline who did all the background art and told them that like, it really hit the spot. <laughs> so mm. yeah, I recommend it for anyone, truly anyone, any age. It's very, it's great. What do you play it on? Uh, we play it on Switch, but I think it's probably like you can get it on Steam, I think, or other other things. I haven't tried it handheld. I've only done it uh, on on big size, but I'm sure it would be good handheld too. So it's the only video game we've ever talked about that I have any interest in at all. Yeah. Even, send, even the goose one didn't pique my interest. Only this one. I'll send you. Well, the goose one can get kind of uh, stressful. <laughs> the goose one does get stressful. I played the goose one. I love the goose game, but this is like a very, very gentle. If anyone's feeling like overwhelmed or sick or stressed or anything, this it just really like lets you zone out. And it's like in the same way that like coloring or doing art IRL would help too. I just wanted to clarify, I don't have anything against the Goose game. I don't play video games. We love, we the love Goose, Goose game. game. Yeah. This is a pro Goose game podcast. Pro Goose. Understood. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my puppo. Alicia, who's your puppo? I have two puppos. One of my puppos is somewhere in the apartment. He's now standing over there. Like he mm-hmm. hasn't sat down for at least an hour just waiting to go outside. So Hank is a puppo. I love him. And I have another puppo this morning little backtrack i'll do this quickly yesterday i was coming back from a pretty big walk with a dog and i bumped into a nice neighbor whose dog is similar to hank in many ways and they're finally starting to kind of like get along a little bit and then this uh, nice man told me about being up in shaughnessy a couple of weeks ago and being trailed by two coyotes and he didn't know and he's also in a much better position because he's like a pretty big guy that you have to pick up your dog and like turn around and like tell the coyotes off and try and scare them off. Mm. So he eventually did that, but they trailed him for like several streets. And Shaughnessy is one of the places I won't walk the dog uh, at dusk or dawn um, because of vampires. So it was in my mind and, and uh, anyone who listens to the podcast or knows me in, in real life knows I'm pretty scared of that happening. So this morning I was at Heather Park and I had snuck us into the tennis courts because Hank really likes to walk through there. Even just walking through there makes him happy, even if we don't play ball. But there's no one around. It was like 20 after 6. He was on his long lead, which is a 12-foot leash. Um, and I had the door open of the tennis court because I wasn't really going to play with him in there for much longer. And a guy came zipping by on like a really fancy scooter. Not like a moped or a scooter scooter, but like one of those Razor scooters that are motorized. And he called out to my to me and a woman who's running. He's like, there's two coyotes a block away at Douglas Park. Be careful. And he's my puppo because mm. even though he had like, and I just yelled back like, thank you so much because I was going right there. That's the way home. So I ended up taking a 30 minute detour <laughs> to oh, get wow. home. But my first thought was like, just lock yourself in the tennis court until like 8 a.m. They have to be gone by 8 a.m., right? <laughs> so it's like 6.20 but I really appreciate that when people are looking out for each other. So that anonymous person on their scooter is a puppo. Yeah. Neighborhood vigilante. Yeah. And he thought, you know, he saw someone running, which is not great to do around coyotes. And he saw somebody with a dog and it was really thoughtful. That's so, kind. That anonymous person's my puppo. And Hank, the entire walk home, tried to keep going towards Douglas Park because he has no idea that the 
danger dogs are there. He's a bad boy. He's got a real death wish. He's got, I've seen him with his leather jacket and his motorcycle. He's just, he's a real bad boy. He's a real good boy, bad boy. No, he's um, a good boy. So that's it. That's our podcast. Uh, Jackie, if people want to follow you online or see some of the movies that you've been making, any recs? Yeah. So <clears throat> my personal account is on all the things is ostensibly clear, which right. is like a it's a regrettable it's, it's a live journal and it just sort of stuck uh, it's always available it was like a judith butler quote oh. anyway uh, i don't but, mind um, it yeah it works it, no one else ever has it well when you're gonna get that tattooed on your nipples <laughs> <laughs> um and then for the comedy shows that i produce um the instagram is called we i just changed it this week to moon-based comedy (laughs) i love that that yeah because i now run two shows um havana moon comedy and new moon comedy havana moon is at havana restaurant and new moon comedy is going to be at the fox projection room and also the havana moon comedy is going to be in the just for last festival it sure is coming up so that's may 27th nice jessica do you have anything to plug no, just if you want to buy some merch, you can go to retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. Or if you are a real money bags, you can go to patreon.com slash retailnightmares. And we put uh, all sorts of fun bonus stuff up on there. What about you, Alicia? Mm, well, we have that thing at the library. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, on May 25th, we are going to be appearing live at the... New West Library uh, panel discussion about something. Making podcasts. Making podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, free. You just have to register and you can register through the New West Library uh, website. Yeah. We'd love to see you. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. Yeah. So that's that. And uh, to all of our listeners, uh, we love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that this week goes by quickly painlessly and then the weekend is just filled with like whatever you like like cotton candy raccoons who cares just beautiful stuff wet ice cream Mm -hmm. yum yum in a sink that's what i want to (laughs) do i think that you guys should do that like as your first friendship get a bunch (laughs) of soft serve and see what happens you know break into a dairy queen after it's closed and you'll be like it's okay i can clean up (laughs) <laughs> i know how to do this we just show up to clean up they would love that yeah they're all like uh why are you here and you're like you can leave early but what, how devastating would it be if the bucket wasn't there and like the <sighs> system had changed do we want to find out imagine. we could bring our own bucket we can improvise that's my rule b-y-o-b yeah <laughs> bring your own bucket jackie thank you so much for uh Taking time and rescheduling because of my weird stomach. You are a puppo as well. Yes, you are a puppo as well. Thank you so much. And it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, come back anytime. Yeah, let's do this tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Okay, we love you. Bye-bye.